abiding steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And I thank God for the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God give utterance. I'm going to be dealing with uh, some doctrinal issues today. So I want everybody to tune in with me. And please, as much as you can, study with us. Take the Word of God in with you. You know, in Philippians uh, chapter 2, hallelujah, there's a, a time that you have a choice to determine whether you're going to bow to Jesus or not. That's Philippians chapter 2 and 10. My message today is you should because you shall. You should because you shall. Philippians 2 and 10 says that at the name of that at the name of Jesus every knee should should is a choice. You ought to should bow both things in heaven and in earth and underneath the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But then Romans chapter 14 in 11 jumps out of time and jumps into eternity. 14 and 11 said, For it is written, As I live, said the Lord, every knee shall bow. One said should, one said shall, because one is talking about in time and one talks about in eternity. In time, you have a choice of whether you want to accept the fact that Jesus is God. But in eternity, when he returns, you will do it. So either you're going to admit that Jesus is God voluntarily or involuntarily in the end. I'm so glad I've already done it. Aren't you glad that you already know that he is God? I want to talk uh, real briefly, if I can be brief. First Timothy chapter 3 and 8 Uh I want to talk about the faith. We've been talking about the articles of faith and faith. And I think we want to again clarify the fact that there is a difference between the faith that you get for healing and deliverance and the faith that you get for your cars, your houses, your land, and all of those faith that you believe. Those are called your faith or their faith. You'll see that in Matthew. I'm going to need you to read for me this morning, Lewis. Matthew, the ninth chapter, the second verse. Read that. Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus seeing their faith. Their faith. Now your faith is not my faith. Everybody have their own individual faith that you get healing for and deliverance from. Jesus seeing their faith. Uh -huh. Said unto the sick of the palsy. That's for healing. That's for sickness. Their faith. Verse 22. Uh huh. But Jesus turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith. Thy faith. Thy faith. Thy faith. All right? Now, I want you to get quickly the 29th verse. Then touched he their eyes, saying, 
according to your faith. Your faith. Their faith, your faith. Y'all get that? Mark 2 and 5. When Jesus saw their faith. Now, what confuses people is they believe that many people believe, Trinitarians and others, and those that don't believe in the apostolic doctrine, they take that faith, which is your personal faith to believe in something, to believe in something, and they try to apply that to salvation. There's a difference between believing in and believing on. I can believe in him and don't believe on him. Hallelujah. Believing in him is believing in his existence, believing that he exists and believing that he can heal, but believing on him deals with believing what he says. Because when I believe on him, not only do I believe that he exists, but I believe what he says is solid. And so you have a lot of people believing in him, but that's not believing on him. Because when I believe on him, that's faith in a system. And that's no longer called your faith, but that's called the faith. Look at the book of Hallelujah, First Timothy chapter 4 and 1. This is talking about a system of belief. When the Lord says there's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, he's talking about one system of believing in God. You can't create your own. You see, if Elder Andrew has his faith, Elder Davis has his faith, and I have my faith, and God says to these people, their faith, there are several faiths that's coming from different people, but the faith. You don't have your opinion or your own faith. He lays out a system. My God, y'all with me here today? First Timothy 4 and 1, look what he says. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. From the faith. Now you have your faith and you have the faith. The in front of faith means it's only one. So we have a lot of faiths that believe in God for healing, but not many that believe in the faith, which means the doctrine that he left. Some shall depart from the. There are no several faiths. So if the Methodist has a belief system, and the Baptist has a belief system, and the Presbyterian has a belief system, that's more than one faith. We've got to see what the faith is. And he says some shall depart from the faith. So if your faith is not the original faith, it has departed. Either the faith that you have is the solid faith or one that has departed from the faith that exists. My God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Some shall depart from the faith. And how do we depart from the faith? By listening to other stuff that's not of the faith. How do you depart? Read what it says. Some read. From the faith. From the faith. Giving heed. Giving heed. To seducing uh -huh. spirits. Now anything that is not of the faith is a seducing spirit. And it is a doctrine of. Y'all with me? Amen. Somebody ought to lift your hands and say Hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody I'm in the faith. I'm in the 
My God, you ought to praise God for the faith. Colossians 1 and 23, Colossians 1 and 23, get it if you will, Colossians 1 and 23, what does it say? If ye continue in the faith, in the faith, grounded and, grounded and settled, and settled, and be not moved, and don't be moved, away from the hope of the gospel, away from the hope of the gospel. Now you hear these people now, and they tell you, all you have to do is believe God, have faith in God, have faith in God, because they're confusing your faith with the faith. And they say, it ain't by works, you know, you don't have to work, it's not by works, but there is a faith that you have to obey. If all I had to do is believe, then look at me quickly to the book of, uh, hallelujah, Acts, hallelujah, Acts, and I want you to get Acts, y'all with me here? I want you to get me Acts, the sixth chapter and the seventh verse means this faith that you believe in the faith you can't just believe it Acts 6 and 7 says and the word of God increased the word of God increased and the number of the disciples multiplied and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly greatly and a great company of the priests and a great company of the priests were obedient were obedient to the faith wait 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 so somebody says it's just all you gotta do is believe you don't have to believe all you gotta have faith but he said they were obedient to the faith now that faith has something that you got to do. So for those that says you don't need any works, well, I got to be obedient to the faith. So if I got the faith and the faith say be baptized and the faith say receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, the faith say live holy, the faith say one husband, one wife, y'all ain't saying nothing here. I can't just say I believe if I don't obey the faith. Thank God I'm obeying the faith. You can't make your own system. Make your own religion. One husband, one wife is the Bible. I don't care what you feel. God don't care about your feeling. God don't care what you say. It's still the same. Hallelujah. Holy Ghost speaking in tongue. That's the faith. Well, Well, somebody says, well, all I have to do is believe. I don't have to have any works. The works is the obedience. And it's connected to it. All right. I'm going to show you in the book, very, very, very simple. I'm going to show you something very funny. How God connects even natural works to the faith. For the person that says works have nothing to do with it. If you go back to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. How that you can deny the faith. And brothers, I want you all to get this because a lot of you, and I won't stay here long because every time I get here, I get stuck. Because I don't like lazy men. But I get stuck. It's stuff that you cannot do and because you don't do it, you denounce being apostolic. And you kill yourself of being in the faith. So I can have faith and now deny it and become as if I never believed by something that I don't do. First Timothy chapter 5 and 8. Look what it says. But if any provide. But if any provide. Not for his own. Not for his own. 
and especially, especially for those of his own house, for those of his own house he have denied, denied the faith. But that's that person. That all I got to believe, and once I believe, I ain't got to do nothing. I'm all right. But he said this man, because he didn't take care of his family, which is a work, he has denied the faith. Simply because he wouldn't even take care of his family. I know if the Bible said you got to be baptized in Jesus' name, and the Bible said ain't but one husband and one wife, I know if he going to put me out for not bringing some bread on the table, he'll put me out for not obeying the rest of the stuff. He has denied the faith. And God says I'm not putting him on the same level of an unbeliever. Oh, they're not even on the same level. He has denied the faith and it's worse and it's worse than an infidel. What's worse than an infidel than an atheist? He brings me less than an unbeliever. You mean I can be qualified less than an unbeliever because I won't take care of my family? Boy, you about to get a job. You around here speaking in tongue and falling out and going to hell because you ain't got a job and your family around there, your wife around there begging for pampers, your sorry self. And it ain't just talking about putting no food on the table. You about to help these women take care of these children. You done denied the faith and worse than an infidel. Oh, you thought I was going to come here and talk about water baptism in Jesus' name and feel with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Get your sorry self up and take care of your family. That's the faith. Next time one of you sorry jokers fall out, hit him on the corner and say, get up, go get a job. God ain't got you down like you done passed out. Some of y'all ain't, y'all ain't slain in the spirit. You passed out. They need to wake him up. That ain't no slain in the spirit. He done passed out. Wake him up. Go get a job. Take care of your family. Help take care of them children. You rounding a Bible in your hand. Get a shovel in your hand, you hypocrite. Let's make it great again. <laughs> he has denied the faith in his words. I told you I'd get stuck over there. Let me get on over here. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. Y'all gonna have to help push me out now. Hallelujah. I done got stuck. Go to Romans. Hey, glory to God. Romans. Romans. Touch another brother and say, you need some money. So you need to take care of your family. Get the word in your heart. So you put that Bible down. Get, that, get, the, get the word in your heart. Put the Bible down. Pick up. Pick up. Amen. Y'all ain't saying nothing here. All this work now to be, be around the church today. All this week, y'all brothers, stop walking around here looking so cute. Pick up some of this paper and uh, help somebody. Do something. You need, amen. Oh, thank you, boy. You don't qualify for no position in the church. Not at all. And God said you don't qualify if you don't take care of your own because if a man desire the office of a bitch, he be desire a... Gave some apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the work. Yes. All right, God, lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. 
turn back over with me now. And I want you to go with me, hallelujah, to 1 Timothy 3 and 8. Because all you deacons, there's something that you have to have. Now there is the faith. And then inside of that faith, there are 17 articles of faith. Just like there are 17 works of the flesh. We'll be talking about all 17 of those articles of faith that we'll talk about. But inside of those 17 articles is what is called the mystery of the faith. One is the mystery of the faith. It is the entire concept. In the Old Testament, the Torah has in it what is called the Shema. The Torah and the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. In the New Testament, hallelujah, he has the mystery of the faith. There's a whole lot of things that you may not know. There are 15 mysteries, some say 16, but 15. The mystery of the kingdom of God. The mystery of Israel. The mystery of resurrection. The mystery of his will. The mystery of Christ. I'll come back and get them later. The mystery of fellowship. The mystery of marriage. The mystery of the gospel. The mystery of God. The mystery of iniquity. The mystery of faith. Hallelujah. The mystery of godliness. The mystery of the seven stars, the mystery of Babylon, the mystery of the woman, the great whore. And every apostle, if he's a true apostle, he knows all of the mysteries. And there's a lot of folk that are claiming to be apostles. And you know, you can try apostles. You can put them to the test. Before we get out of here this week, we're going to give you the apostles test it's in Revelations chapter 2 I won't stay there long but Revelations chapter 2 look what it says in Revelation the second chapter 2 and you follow me amen I want you to get 2 and verse 2 2 and 2 we won't stay there long but Revelations 2 and 2 what does it say I know thy words uh huh and thy labor, yes. and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, uh-huh. and thou hast tried them which say thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, they are apostles, and are not, and are not, and has found them liars, found them liars because every apostle must know the mystery of the faith. See, the the ministry of the apostles is to give the church the mysteries. That's it, the mysteries. And the bill works based upon those mysteries. In the book of Matthew chapter 13, follow me, Matthew 13. And I want to talk a little bit about these mysteries here today. Matthew chapter 13, quickly please. Hallelujah. And I know we're Matthew 3, Matthew 13 and verse 10. Look what it says. 13 and 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, why speakest thou unto them in parables? Uh-huh. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you. It to, is given unto you to know to the, know the mysteries, the mysteries of the kingdom of, of heaven. Of the kingdom of heaven. So the apostles were giving the mysteries of the kingdom. God does not give the church the same food that He gives the apostles. There was a multitude that was being fed. And there was a little boy that with two fish and five loaves. The two fish representing the law and the prophets. And the five loaves representing the fivefold ministry. 
They gave that to Jesus. Jesus broke it and didn't give it to the people. He broke it, gave it to the apostles, and the apostles gave it to the people. And then God said, pick the bread back up and don't give it to me. I got something different now. Don't give it to me. Y'all pick the bread back up. And I want you apostles to know that there's some more apostles coming after y'all. So the 12 picked it up, which was the original apostles. But then he said, y'all get 12 bastards with the apostles that's coming later. 12 bastards, 12 apostles represent 24. So when, when, when y'all leave, I got some baskets that I'm going to set up. So he said, take it and put it in the baskets. And so the 12, hallelujah, apostles on the Hebrew side are different than the 12 apostles on the Gentile side. That's where you get 24 elders in Revelation. You're taking the 12 Gentile apostles and the 12 Hebrew apostles and putting them together. And so what has to happen, the 12 apostles that had the fish and loaves and put that in the basket, that's what the 12 basket apostles deal with. They take what they have and they store it there and give it back to this generation. My God, somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody you better have a basket. My God, put your hand together and give God praises. But there is one mystery that is called the mystery. And deacons, you especially have to know this one. Every deacon have to know this one. First Timothy chapter 3 and 8. If you don't know all the other ones, you don't get all the other ones. This one you got to have. And so every deacon and those that are going up to be deacons should know this. First Timothy 3 and 8. Likewise must the deacon be grave, not double-toned, not given to much wine, not greed of 50 lucre. But then verse 9 says read. Holding the mystery. Holding the mystery. Now there are mysteries, but holding the mystery, singular. Uh-huh. Of the faith. Of the faith. The, the whole faith is good, but that one mystery. And Paul goes down to describe what that mystery is. And every deacon, if you don't know anything, you ought to know that Jesus is God. If you don't know demonology, angelology, pneumatology, eschatology, you need to know, amen, that Jesus is God. And so what is that mystery of the faith? First Timothy 3 and 16, what does it say? And without controversy. And without controversy. Great is. Great is. The mystery of godliness. The mystery of godliness. Oh now, God. out of these 15 mysteries, two of them are qualified as great. Yes. They're not just mysteries. And we're talking about making apostolic great again. Great is the mystery of godliness. Yes, now, all the other mysteries are good, but they're not great. Great is the mystery of God. And let's read. God was God manifest. Was manifested. When you look at the word, now God appears, but there's a difference between appearing and manifesting. The word itself in its translation describes what he does. God was man. God was man. He wasn't just fested, but he was man-fested. God, hey man, 
manifested himself as a man. God was manifested uh -huh. in the flesh. In the flesh. Justified. Justified. In the spirit. In the spirit. Seen of angels. Seen of angels. Preached wait, to wait, the wait, wait, wait. Now, why would he say seen of angels? We shouldn't even have seen of angels because he's up there where the angels are. So why would we say God was seen of angels? What, what do you mean? Because angels are all around the throne. What do you mean seen of angels? When he got here, they had never saw God as a man. So the angels, the angels didn't really know what was going on. And the angels were confused because they've only been around one throne. But all of a sudden, some a group of angels got out of heaven and started singing holy, holy, holy and heading to the earth. And the heaven angels asked them where they're going. They said, we're going to worship God. He said, no, but God is up here. He said, no, he's down there too. I don't, I don't understand what's going on. All I know, I know God is over there. And then, then the angels said, I'm going to tell y'all what's going on. I've been holding this secret a long time and haven't told y'all because Jacob asked me, but I told him I couldn't tell it. And then, and then huh, glory to God. But, but today, God told me I can tell the secret. And he went down to Joseph and all the angels said, we want to hear this secret. She shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel and right down on earth the angels start worshiping the angels start shouting seen of angels seen of angels uh huh read preached unto the Gentiles preached unto the Gentiles Believed on in the world. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Received up to glory. That's the great mystery. And then there's another great mystery. Ephesians 5 and 32. Y'all bear with me. 5 and 32. Look what it says. This is a great mystery. This is a great mystery. Mm -hmm. But I speak concerning Christ and the church. Well, now we got two mysteries. God manifested in the flesh as a mystery. And then we have the woman, a great mystery. How is this? How is this? Adam is made in God's image. And the first mystery, that there are only two great mysteries and they're linked together. God takes a man. Forms him out of the dust of the ground. Breathes into his nostrils. And man becomes a living soul. He creates one man. But when he talks to the man. Hallelujah. And speaks to the man. Although he is one because you don't know the plan of God he says to him let them have dominion over the fish of the sea let them have dominion over the earth but the them is referred to as a him and the them in Genesis 
5 and 1, in the book of the generation of Adam, in the day that God created him, a man, in the likeness of God created he him. Him. Male, male and female created he them and called their name. It's a him, but he says there's a there. Because when God is dealing with him and said, let us make man in our image, man is in the image of God. So when God makes man, there's a woman in him. And God is talking to him in his bride, even though his bride is still in him. So God talks to the bride in the husband. So when God said, let us make man, the church was in God. From the foundation of the earth. So the us is not talking about another God, but he was talking about us. That, wait, wait. Follow me. Yes. Ephesians. Ephesians 2 and 10. For we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ created Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. Unto good works. Which God have before ordained. Which God has before ordained. That we should walk in them. That we should walk in him. Wherefore remember. Wait, wait. We were created where? In, in Christ him. Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So we were already in him. So when God says, let us make man, he's speaking to the church that was in him. Just like he was speaking to the woman that was in man. And God says, all right, let me, let me, let me show you what I'm going to do, Adam. Because I'm not ready to do mine yet, but I'm going to let you do yours. I'm making her in you. And I'm going to put you to sleep. And then when I put you to sleep, I'm going to cut you open. And I'm going to take her out of you. And when I go to the cross now, the church is in me. And when you take me to camp, they're going to pierce me in the side. And out from me going to come blood and water. So for you that's trying to figure out who the us was, I am the us. We are the us. That was in him. Said, let us make man in his image. Well, how do you make man in his image? When we preach the gospel? When we baptize in Jesus' name? Right now, you're being made in the image of God now by the preached word. You're being made in the image of God. And as many of you that were baptized in the Christ have put on. So you're in the image of God now. And we're working and putting you in God's image. It's being fulfilled now. Look at somebody and say, I am the us. My God, put your hand together and thank God. Look at somebody real quick and say, I love us. <laughs> Come on, praise God for the us. Praise God for the us. Praise God for the church. Praise God for the great church. Praise God for the water baptism in Jesus' name. Praise God for the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Praise God for holiness. To understand God, you'll have to understand the appearance of God 
and the manifestation of God. You got the Son of Man and the Son of God. The great mystery is not just the mystery itself, but there's a mystery of how God became man. The mystery of God is one thing, but the mystery of godliness. How does a spirit, God is a spirit, become a man? Because in order for a spirit to become a man, you've got to have a sperm. We often talk about God becoming a man, but where did the sperm come from? To get a fleshly body. And it was in Romans chapter 1 and 1, according to the flesh. Get Romans 1 and 1. How do you get a spirit? Hallelujah. Read. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he had promised afar by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David. Now this is what gets us. Made of the seed, a seed is a sperm. How is he made of the seed of David? If he had David's sperm, he couldn't redeem us because David was a sinner. Where does the sperm come from? Well, God had a man's body before he became the son of God the son of God is the born body the son of man is the full grown body oh, can I prove that Adam was made in God's image he was never born full grown because he was made like the son of man when God created the son of man well what somebody don't agree with me well where did Melchizedek come from who was his mama and who was his daddy, his daddy. Melchizedek was full grown he wasn't born that was the son of man y'all with me somebody ought to lift your hands and say hallelujah so God is the son of man from which the sperm came from to make the son of God. So while the son of man was on earth, the son of man was on earth, the son of God was in heaven, on earth. Son of man, son of God. Now, let me prove that because some of y'all have a problem with that. Did you not know once you became a son of God, you already got your own body in heaven? I mean, right now, right now, while you're on earth, you got a body in heaven that looks just like this body. And it's waiting on this one to die so you can get... Second, Second Corinthians 5 and 1. While I'm here now, I have a son of man body. When I became a son of God, there was already a body that was made. My God, already sitting up there. Look just like me. Hallelujah. It's just waiting on me to shed out of this. That's why Paul said we shall be changed 
change means I step out of one set of clothes and get into another set of clothes. Look at this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Look what it says. Second uh, Corinthians five and one. Read. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, uh-huh. we have a building of God and house not made with hands, uh-huh. eternal in the heavens. We have a what? A building of God, not made with hands. Yes. Where is it at? Eternal. Eternal. In the heavens. In the heaven. You see, the Son of God was not eternal. The Son of God died. The Son of God was not eternal. The Son of God was not in heaven, sitting beside his daddy, and the daddy say, who going to go? And the son say, I'm going down. That's a lie. Because there was no Son of God up there. Galatians 4 and 4 tell you where the son came from. 4 and 4, Galatians. But when the fullness of the time when was the come. When the fullness of time was come. God sent forth his son. God sent forth his son. Made of a woman. Made of a woman. The son was made of a woman. See, the son is a pair of clothes that the son of man put on. Yeah, yeah. The son of man put on the clothes of the son of God. So when the son of God died, my God, the son of man got up. So you got son of God, son of man. Son of God refers to the flesh that God dwelled in. Can you put your hand together and give God a praise? Keep reading. Made under the law. Yes. To redeem them that were under the law. Uh Uh-huh. That we might receive the adoption of sons. All right. Put your hand together and tell God thank you. Thank you, Lord. Where is the appearance of him in the Old Testament? Amen. We see him as Meshachedek. And then in the book of Genesis chapter 18 and 1. Genesis 18 and 1. Look what it says. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Memoir. Uh Uh-huh. The Lord... See this word appeared. Manifestation is one thing, appeared is another. God appeared, and whenever God appears, He is using the Son of Man. He just shows up full grown. But that could not redeem us. The Son of Man, as the manifestation, could not redeem us alone. So the son of man needed the son of God, the flesh, something with blood in it, something that could die. Because the only way you could die is you had to be born. (laughs) That's why the angels don't die, because they were never born. Amen. Anything born dies. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and so, amen, the, the son of man was not born, so he needed the son of God to be born that the son of man could get in it. Something that could die. God don't sleep, but he needed something to sleep. God don't get hungry, but he needed something to get hungry. God can't be tempted. In order for him to redeem us, he had to be tempted in all points. So since God couldn't be tempted, he put on the son of God. That it could be tempted. Not another person. Not another individual. Just his clothes. Do you consider your clothes another person? Are they a part of you? My God. Somebody say hallelujah. Lift your hands up and say thank God for Jesus. My God. Give him a praise and say thank you. 
He appeared to him. I'm closing. Look what it says. Read. He, he sat in the tent door. Wait, wait. Read it again. Read it again. And the Lord appeared unto him uh -huh. in the plains of Mamre. Uh -huh. And he sat. Wait. God sat. God sat down. The Lord appeared unto him in the plains and he sat. Uh-huh. In the tent door. In the tent door. In the heat of the day. In the heat of the day. And he lift up his eyes and looked. Uh-huh. And lo, three men stood by him. Uh-huh. And three, when he three what men mm -hmm. stood by him. Uh-huh. And when he saw them, when he saw him, he ran to meet them. He ran to meet them. From he ran the to meet them. Now somebody said these are the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I'm gonna correct that. Read. He ran to meet them from the tent door uh -huh. and bowed himself toward the ground Yes, and said, My Lord, uh -huh. if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye your hearts after that ye shall pass on. For therefore are ye come to your servant. Mm -hmm. And they said, so do as thou hast said. Yes. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal. Knead it and make cakes upon the herd. Uh -huh. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good. Yes. And gave it unto a young man. And he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed. And sat it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And they did eat. God is eating a meal at Abraham's house. In a fleshly body. But the son of God had not been born. This is the son of man. Alright read. And they said unto him. Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said behold in the tent. And he said I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. And now Abraham and Sarah now were, listen. Uh -huh. were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am wax old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Uh -huh. And the Lord said unto and Abraham. And the Lord said unto Abraham. Wherefore did Sarah so laugh? So you'll see that. One of these men were in fact, hallelujah, God. The Lord said, did Sarah laugh? But this was not that which was to be born. This was that which appeared. Yes, sir. But God said in 1 Timothy 3, God was manifested. Yes. Not just appeared, but he's going to manifest. Man. He's going to live like us. And Jesus could not die. As a as a uh, as an appearance, he had to die of a manifestation because he had to experience what you experience. He had to live like you live. He had to eat like you eat. And what Satan was trying to do is bring him out of manhood, bring the Son of God, Hallelujah, out of manhood, so that he can operate supernaturally. And then you and I could say, oh, you can't live holy. And somebody say, oh, you can live like Jesus. Oh, but Jesus, you know, he was supernatural. So everything that Jesus did, hallelujah, everything that he did as the son of God, he experienced it like you have. He waited like you and I. His bread was baked, cooked. And the devil said, I tell you what, I can pull him out of manhood. 
and pull him out of Godhood. If you are the son of God, why don't you command these stones to be made bread? And Jesus is saying to him, I don't need to do any tricks to show you that I'm the son of God. Now you asked me to do this in Matthew 4, but you must not went to church last Sunday. Because if you go over to the book of Matthew chapter 3 and 13, now it is confirmed that Jesus was the son of God. We know that. It's been said that. But heaven does not sign birth certificates because you say it. There is a process for heaven to sign your birth certificate. And it has nothing to do with turning stones to bread or miracles. Many folk are using miracles to confirm their sonship. And the devil wanted to, Jesus to confirm his sonship through miracles. And Jesus said, no, I've already told you how the sonship is confirmed. Look at the book of Matthew chapter 13 and 1. Uh-huh. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. To be baptized of him, one. But John forbade him. Yes. Saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. Now y'all bear with me, uh-huh. And comest thou to me. Yes. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Yes. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized. When Jesus was baptized. Went up straightway out of the water. Straightway out of the water. Now watch this. He's baptized. Come out straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens. The heavens. Were opened were, unto him. Were opened to him. And he saw the spirit of God. The spirit of God. Descending like a dove. Descending like a dove. Lighting upon him. Lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven. A voice from heaven. Saying. Saying. This is my beloved this son. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well now pleased. watch, watch, watch. Heaven says this my son after he got baptized and the spirit came on him so Jesus is confirmed in public the son of God because he's water baptized and the spirit has descended upon him now if you look at Matthew 4 the devil is trying to create another religion to confirm sonship read it uh huh then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward in hunger. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, if thou be the son of God, command all of the fight that Satan is having against Jesus is about his sonship, which was already confirmed at water baptism in the Holy Ghost. But the devil is trying to create another religion by saying if you turn stones to bread you are the son I want to tell you every baptized believer that have received the Holy Ghost speaking in tongue as the spirit of God give utterance you are a son of God and miracles there is a church there is a church that thinks miracles is your sonship but Jesus said to the devil hallelujah there's no need of you tempting me I've already had a water baptism experience hallelujah the Holy Ghost have already descended like a dove and the voice has already said this is my beloved son every baptized believer that have received the gift of the Holy Ghost you are a son of God give God praises and say hallelujah 
Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell somebody I don't care what the devil try. I don't care what trick he pulls. I am a son of God. I'm baptized in Jesus name. Filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Heaven signed my birth certificate. Hallelujah. Why does the Holy Ghost come to water baptism? Why does it come? Because water baptism is a birth. And hallelujah, God is not a deadbeat dad. And he said, I got a baby being born down there. And I got something going on, but I got to go down there in the delivery room with my baby. I can't let the church have this baby by herself. And I'm the one got her pregnant. And every child of God that get the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost shows up and say, hey, my baby being born. That's why the Holy Ghost came. He had to come there to see his child being born. And if the Holy Ghost didn't show up, you better check whose son you are. Because everybody that's been born again, the Holy Ghost shows up. On the day of Pentecost, he showed up. In Acts chapter 19, he showed up. In Acts chapter 8, he showed up. In Acts chapter 10, he showed up. And if the Holy Ghost speaking in tongue didn't show up at your birth, you better make sure that you're his. I know that he showed up. Not only did he show up, he started talking. Not only did he show up, he picked me up and rocked me and said, that's my baby. Every time you feel it in your head, every time, oh, glory to God. Have you ever felt God rocking you and said, that's my baby that's my child I don't know if you've ever been going through some of your toughest child every now and then you can feel it so good that you grab your own self and say glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God that's why the saints said if it had not been for the Lord on my side tell me where would I be and then they say he rocked me in the cradle of his arms because he knew I had been battered anybody here been through something but the Holy Ghost is a comforter he's a comforter that's why I haven't lost my mind that's why I haven't given up I know you came down here to this general assembly done brought you a big hat with a feather on got on your Stacy Adams and you're looking good but don't you sit here and try to fool anybody you've been through hell this year almost gave up but the Holy Ghost kept you the Holy Siyashava glory to God glory to God glory to God grab somebody by the hand and tell them I'm so glad I got it Tell him I'm so glad I got it. Oh, glory to God. I wish y'all would stop faking and trying to look deep and trying to look like you ain't had no problem and trying to look like you ain't been through hell. Tell somebody, I've been through hell this year, but I made it. I made it. And since I'm here, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to dance. I'm going to shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a devil that's trying to make you think, hallelujah, that your sonship is based upon what you got. Heaven had already told him 
glory to God, that you're my son because you're baptized and the Holy Ghost come. But Satan said, if you're the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Bread always represents money. Hallelujah. You say, you got some bread? That's money. And the devil will tell you, you ain't saved. Because if you're really saved, why you're so broke? If you're really saved, why can't you pay your light bill? If you're really saved, why did you lose your house? If you're really saved, how did you lose your car? What you tell that devil, I'm going to tell you how I'm saved. Because I lost it and I still got joy. Glory to God. I lost everything. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my wife. I lost my husband, but I still got joy. And it's Holy Ghost joy. When you ain't got nothing you can praise God for. Your financial condition is messed up. Your marriage is jacked up. But you can still come in here shout, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Tell somebody after all I've been through, I'm still shouting. It must be the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Grab a child of God by the head and tell him this shout this morning. It's not a husband or a wife shout. Not a job shout. Not a house shout. I don't know if y'all ever had a Holy Ghost shout. When you're coming in, got all kind of hell going on. Everything messed up around you, but you're still shouting. You don't even know where the joy coming from yourself. But when you get in the house of God, it gets all over you. I dare somebody to say, I got it, I got it, I got it. I know I got it. I dare somebody just leap for joy one time. And I tell you, the Holy Ghost will bubble up in your soul. Glory to God. If you are the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Tell somebody I may be broke, but I got something else. Glory to God. May not have a house, but I got something else. I'm kind of like Peter and John. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When they walked out the temple, amen, they walked out the upper room. They didn't have no money. I wish I had some broke saints. Couldn't even register for the meeting. I'm broke pastor. Had to borrow gas to get here. I'm broke pastor. And I don't even know how I'm going to get home. But I got a song to sing. Silver and gold. Have I none? Such as I have. Tell somebody I got some joy. I got some joy. I got some Holy Ghost. Hug about two or three people. And said, I got the Holy Ghost all over me. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. I, 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 I got joy. He's a well of water in my soul. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glory to God. So Satan said, if you are 
the Son of God to turn these stones into bread. Look at somebody and say, I may be bankrupt, but I'm not joyrupt. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If I don't have a car, I'll ride it on a bicycle, shout. If I don't have a bicycle, I'll get on a skateboard. I'll skate in here, shout. And if I can't skate, then I'll just bust in here running. And I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. Tell somebody this morning, I got a Holy Ghost shout. I don't have an Ivan shout. I don't have an Eddie shout. I don't have a Marcus shout. I don't have a Isha shout. So y'all do whatever you want. Because this joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. I got it on the altar. I got it. Somebody. Somebody. Somebody ought to hug somebody and say, I got it. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then the devil says, Hallelujah. If you find that's messed up, let me try another test. I'm going to take you to a pinnacle of the temple and take you to the top and tell you, Hallelujah, if you are the Son of God, why don't you cast yourself down? Glory to God. Hallelujah. For it's written, He'll give His angels charge concerning you. Well, look what the devil did. He took him to a pinnacle of the temple. And some of y'all have been experiencing that. You went to the pinnacle of your ministry. Yes, you have. You went to the top. And the devil is telling you, just backslide. Jump right off the steeple. Y'all ain't here now. He's telling somebody, give up. Go back to smoking dope. Go back. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And Jesus looked at the devil and said, devil, I want to straighten you up now. I've been talking to you from the sun side. I've been talking to you from the son of God side. But I'm going to tell you now, you done drew the line. And the father finna start talking. And the son shut up. And the father said, I shall not take the Lord thy God. Somebody say glory. Some of you right now, you don't understand. You are a son of God on the outside. But God is in the inside. And when the devil start tempting the son of God, the Holy Ghost steps out. That's why when you're on the altar, you may pray as a son of God in the natural. But the Holy Ghost start praying as God when you speak in tongues. Somebody say, yeah. 
Glory to God. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, I'm getting ready to stop talking my son talk. And I'm going to let the father talk to me. How many ever been going through something as a son of God? But when you get on the altar, the Holy Ghost starts talking out of you. Somebody say, hallelujah. Grab somebody by the hand and say, neighbor, I got the Holy Ghost. I am a son of God because I've been baptized in Jesus' name. And tell them, I know the devil is telling you, just throw yourself down. I know the devil is telling you, just go back to the club. I know the devil is telling you, just go back to sin. I know the devil is telling you that you can't make it. But grab somebody by the hand and look them in the eye and say, neighbor, I won't go back. I won't go back. And I ain't keeping myself. He's a keeper. Now unto him that's able to keep you from falling. Help somebody and say, neighbor, you're not by yourself. He's going to keep you. Somebody say, hallelujah. I'm so glad that I realize I ain't saved on my own. I'm so glad I ain't walking here with the big head, with my chest poked out, and my head in the air. Look at somebody and say, it's his grace and his mercy. Because to tell you the truth, almost 365 days a year, the devil is telling me to go back. But every time he tells me to go back, something comes from the inside and say, hold on, hold on. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, he's keeping me. He's keeping me. He's all over me. And he's keeping me alive. I know. Hallelujah. Hook somebody and say, neighbor, I'm here because of Jesus. And just a few minutes, tell them before pastor finish this message, I just want to praise God for keeping my mind. I want to praise God for keeping me holy. I want to praise God for bringing me out. And tonight, just for about five or ten seconds, I just want you to praise him because you're still saved. Praise him because you're still holy. Praise him. Praise him. Because after 10 years of hell, you're still in the church. Hook somebody and say, neighbor, this next praise has nothing to do with my house. This next praise has nothing to do with what I'm wearing. But I'm so glad that I'm still saved. I'm so glad that I made another year. Just grab a hold of somebody and no, 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 say, neighbor, would you just shout with me? for about 15 seconds everybody get out of your seat and find somebody and say I'm so glad I'm so so hallelujah hallelujah can you give God a praise and just start hugging folk and say neighbor 
I'm holding on. I'm holding on. I'm holding on. Been through hell. Been through high water. But I'm holding on. And I won't let go. Give him a praise. And say yeah. Hallelujah. 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 This great mystery that God shows us is not just a mystery that's disassociated with us. One of the things, church, our hope in preaching Jesus and the church has lost its hope of why we preach Christ. Many folk have left the essentialness of salvation. I don't preach salvation because I have a house or a car. I don't preach salvation to get miracles. But I preach salvation because man was given a death sentence. That's why we needed salvation. For it is appointed to man once to die and after death is judgment. When Adam sinned, he sentenced us all to hell. And everybody that died went straight from the earth to hell. Even the good went to hell. Hallelujah. Because the wages of sin is death. Please give me a minute to finish this message. And so what happened is Adam and Eve caught the virus. Amen. You've heard of HIV. They call S-I-N. They caught the sin virus. And the sin virus when it got in Adam's body everything that was born was S-I-N positive. Tell somebody I was S-I-N positive. And so we needed a medication to take care of the SIN virus. Everybody was dying. Everybody was going to hell because of the SIN virus. And so Adam said maybe, I mean Abraham said maybe I can help with the SIN virus. And Noah said I'll help with the SIN virus. And so Noah built a hospital called the Ark to deal with the SIN virus. And they thought it was cured. But when he got outside the ship, he found out he had it too because he got drunk. The SIN virus. Abraham said, maybe if I become a friend with the doctor, I won't get the virus. But he ended up lying and had the SIN virus. And so Moses said, I think I got it. And he killed lambs and put it on the doorpost. But the SIN virus was still there. David said, I know. I'll just play my heart. Amen. But the SIN virus ended up on Bathsheba's roof. Y'all ain't said nothing. Solomon said, I'm wise enough to get rid of the SIN virus. The prophets couldn't get rid of it. Nobody could get rid of it. But one day John was sitting there baptizing. 
And John said, Behold the Lamb of God that come to take away the sin of the world. I want you to tell you the greatest thing that could ever happen for us is Jesus died. The greatest thing is better than your Lexus. It's better than your Cadillac. It's better than your house. Tell somebody he died. He died to wash my sin. He took my place. Somebody say hallelujah. Tell somebody he died. He died to make me free. And the Bible declared that when Jesus died, he died because there was three groups that he had to save. He had to save those that were on earth then. Had saved those that was in hell. And save us now. His blood had to reach from creation to eternity. So when he hung, one of his hands went back to Adam and brought him to the cross. And then on the other side, one came 2,020 years ago and brought you to the cross. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Look at somebody and say, thank God that Jesus had a good reach. Tell him he had a good reach. Though your sins be as scallops, he'll wash you white as snow. Tell somebody I'm so glad that the blood got a hold of me. I'm so glad that I got it like the Bible say. I'm so glad that he saved me. Anybody glad you saved? Anybody glad you saved? Stand on your feet as I close and grab somebody by the head and say, neighbor, I'm so glad I'm saved. I'm so glad I'm redeemed. I'm so glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. And today, as I praise God, this week, as I give God glory, I'm not shouting hallelujah about my house or about my car, but I'm praising God. I'm praising God because I'm saved. Let's give God a saved dance. Let's give God a saved dance. Get out of your seat and find another child of God and say, neighbor, say, neighbor, I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm so glad that I'm baptized in Jesus' name. It don't make no difference what the people say. I don't care how they feel about me. And it's too late to make me change my mind. Tell somebody I've already... Y'all know what I'm about to say. I've already, I've already been through the water. And I've already been baptized. And I feel, anybody feel all right? Hope somebody said I feel all right. Tell them I got it. Like the Bible say, I got the Holy Ghost from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. Tell somebody the devil been trying to tell me to give up, but I've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He never, tell somebody, he never failed me yet. Oh, oh, I can't turn around. I can't turn around.
out. Look, somebody said, I can't give up now. I can't give up now. I can't stop now. I'm too close. I'm too close. Somebody say, yeah. And hug somebody and say, neighbor, since I'm going to heaven, I might as well go happy. I ain't going depressed. I ain't going with my head hung down. And whatever I'm going through, it's going to have to take a break this morning. Because I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellent greatness. Let everything look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you still breathing? Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, what you waiting on? need to tell somebody you need to tell the truth tell them I've been preaching but sometimes I felt like giving up but tonight I got my second win look out devil when I get back home you got some trouble I done got some joy I done got some strength I done got some hope somebody say yeah somebody say yeah hook somebody and tell them say neighbor when I get back home I'm getting back ready to fight I got my joy back I got my dance back I got my song back somebody say yeah somebody say yeah and every devil that followed me to this convention you thought you were gonna get me here and my head hung down I got something to show you this morning you ought to tell every devil watch this watch this watch this I'm getting ready to praise God look at somebody and say neighbor let's just praise him let's just praise him let's just praise him look at somebody and say get on your mark get ready let's go let's go let's dance let's shout let's praise him all over the building 